settled and then we'll pray for you. Um, cool, you good? You good? Okay, let's pray. Well, Lord, we just thank you for the preparation and the thought and for what you've already been saying to Nino uh, prior to this morning. Lord, we pray you give him boldness, that you give him truth to speak this today and that, you, um, that we, you give us ears to hear, open to your word this morning. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Yes. <laughs> Praise God. Good morning, church. Um, yes, my privilege to be here. And um, Happy New Year to everyone. <laughs> I know it's um, almost end of the year, but it's, uh, it's still a privilege to sh tell everyone Happy New Year. And I know that when we came into the new year, we came with a lot of um, resolutions. I also, I came into the new year with a lot of worries. Amen. On, I was sharing with my wife, I, I woke up one morning and had a funny thought. And I just thought, I just looked at my life and I, I, felt, I found out that in less than 30 years to come, I would be 70. I, I couldn't, I couldn't record, I couldn't. It couldn't just, it didn't just go down well with me. So that was what I came, and like I was asking myself, what will I do as in, what have I done for the Lord? So I came with that burden, praise the name of Jesus. So when I was given this to teach, putting on the new self, I just went in sync with um, what God wants us to hear, amen. I pray that God will help us in Jesus' mighty name. Let's bow our heads to pray. Holy Spirit, it's not me, it's you. You are the one to speak to your people. You are the one that has the engrafted word that is able to save, to change, to make us become new people. Just as it's been written in your word, we ask that you help us now and teach us in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. I'm going to be having a recap of what we've been doing. Um, um, let me, just a minute. So, Ephesians chapter 1 to 3, uh, Miles was teaching, and there was something he taught us. He said something that struck me. He said, when you have a revelation from God, it's, there must be a corresponding reaction. Amen. And um, um, Ephesians chapter 1, Paul to 3 talks about the gospel, what Christ has done for us through the gospel. He says that we are saved by grace. It's not by our works. It's not by our own effort. It's not by our own righteousness. That's what Ephesians tells us. It tells us about our inheritance in Christ, Jesus. It tells us about, you know, what God, the, what God has invested in, in us, the deposit of God in us, praise the name of Jesus. It tells us about the love of God, and it also tells us about the mercy of God. And it gives us a knowledge of our identity in Christ, praise the name of Jesus. And then in Ephesians chapter 4, it talks more about from 4 to 6, it talks about the responsibility we have. Having now known what God has deposited in you, 
what the investment God has put in, you, in your life, what is your responsibility? Praise the name of Jesus. And then the, the author, or sorry, the, yeah, the author of the, the, the text is Paul. And um, I have, actually have a likeness for Paul because um, he was a Roman citizen, amen? I'm not a Roman citizen. I've not claimed citizenship, but I was born in Rome. So I have something in common, amen? Praise the name of Jesus. And um, Paul says something in Romans when he was talking from, when you look at 17 to 22, about putting on the new self, it was something that was imperative, something he wasn't beating around the bush. He wasn't playing with words. You know, sometimes we can say something and then we, uh, we've, we do so another. No. When Paul is writing to the church, he has inten is intentional about it. His words are words. He, he, I believe Paul, if I you know, put it, um, in the mind of Paul, or if I can look at the, the life of this man called Paul, whenever he writes to the church, he wasn't just writing. His writings go beyond his day. It goes to the future, amen? That's why when you read the book, uh, the book that Paul wrote in the scriptures, you find out that it's still something that is valid. It's, um, it has something to do with us in our day. Praise the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So Paul is not mincing words, as I said. He was very intentional. And um, we're going to be reading the text next. It actually starts from verse 17. So I'm going to read from my Bible then. Um, so if you are with your Bible, if someone has a Bible, we could just turn our, the scripture to Ephesians chapter 4. We're going to start our text from there. Ephesians chapter 4 verse um, 17 to 22. Or to 24. It says, This I say, therefore... And testify in the Lord that ye henceforth walk not as the other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. But being past feeling have given themselves over to lasciviousness, which lasciviousness is, you know, sexual behavior, okay? Open sexual behavior. To walk all uncleanness with greediness, but you have not so learned Christ. If so be that you have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. And be renewed in your, the spirit of your mind. And that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Amen. And so, Paul talks about putting off the old man. And then putting on the new man. What's the old man? Because you have to know the context at which um, what um, Paul was talking about. He was talking about, he mentioned the old man. And then he talked about the new man. 
But I'm sure we have an idea of what, what it is. Sorry. How do I? <laughs> How do I take this? Okay. <laughs> Thank you. So putting on, it says to put on the new, the, 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 old, the new self will require to put on the old man first. And what is the old man? The old man is a fallen, sinful nature. I'll just give a preamble about this. We know the story of what happened in the garden. Adam sinned. Adam was made, the Bible says, Adam was made in the image and likeness of God. So he was already like God. But he heeded the word of the serpents. The serpent said that, as God told you, you should not eat of the fruit of the tree in the garden. That the day you eat, you know, that, that uh, you know, that God is, what, what he was saying was that when, God, when you eat it, you, sh you shall be like God and your eyes will be opened to no good and evil. But he was, they, he, Adam and Eve were already made in the image and likeness of God. They were sons of God. They were created in his image. My son is created, some people see my son, one of my sons, especially Yanni, some, people, some say Rohi looks more like me or Yanni, you know. He has my DNA, part of me in him. Praise God. So, Adam was a son of God. He, he had the qualities of God in him. He didn't have to be like God. Praise the name of Jesus. He already had the qualities of God in him. But Adam fell. And when, when Adam fell, he lost his position in three things. He lost his relationship with God. Amen. He lost his sonship. And he lost his authority. Three things he lost in the Garden of Eden. He lost his, his position as a son of God. He lost, you know, his authority. And he lost that relationship. And that relationship came, uh, when that relationship was caught, Adam fell. And that's why we, he now had what is called the sinful nature, the fallen sinful nature. Praise the name of Jesus. That's why when, when, uh, when we don't teach, nobody taught us how to sin. Did anybody come and say, this is how you lie, this is how you steal? No. It just comes. When, you are, when you, are, you are going through, when you are under pressure or something, you, say, you tell a lie just, or you give an excuse. These are part of our old self. The, that's what the Bible is trying to tell us. You know, praise the name of Jesus. And so what is the old self? It's a lifestyle that is not in conformity to the will of God. I remember when I was not a, I was not a child of God. I wasn't really, you know, I was not, I, I'm not giving my life to Jesus. I gave my life to Jesus 4th of August, 1991. About 33 years ago. I thank God for that. Praise the name of Jesus. And when I gave my life, before I gave my life to Jesus, having a retrospect... I wasn't always thinking about God. Amen. It wasn't something. But when I gave my life to Jesus, I started having thoughts about God. Thoughts about the kingdom of God. About advancing the kingdom of God. Praise the name of Jesus. So, the old self signifies a lifestyle not in conformity to the will of God. Praise the name of Jesus. It's also a state where, 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 when we're unbelievers. That state of ignorance, that state where our minds are depraved, we are thinking filthy thoughts, we are saying words anyhow, we don't think about others, we are selfish, we are hateful, full of malice. If you read Galatians chapter nine, uh, 5, 
from verse 19, you're going to see the fruits, you know, the works of the flesh. And then you go from 20, 21 above, you see um, um, the, uh, the fruit of the Spirit. Amen. So this was the state we, had, we were when we were unbelievers. We, we had a carnal mindset. And the Bible says, Paul said, it's mentioned in Romans chapter 6, that we were slaves to sin in that state. And so anyone that is um, not saved is under this classification. Praise the name of Jesus. Please, if you are not saved, to, if you have not given your life to Jesus, this is the acceptable time, amen? I know somebody raised, mentioned that earlier, you know, um, this morning. But if you have not given your life to Jesus, today is the acceptable time. The old man is the man that is, is lost, amen? Except he surrenders, surrenders his heart to God, to Jesus, he is lost. Not lost in eternity, but he's a lost man until he finds Christ. Praise the name of Jesus. But when he dies in his state of sin, he's lost in eternity. That will not be a portion in Jesus' name. I said that will not be a portion in Jesus' name. I'm saying that because it's very, very vital. Praise the name of Jesus. So what is the new man? We have talked about the old man. What is the new man? Or the new self? Um, when I'm talking about man now, I'm not talking about, I'm not, sorry, I'm not being chivinistic. Okay? <laughs> I'm not being chivinistic. I'm not. Paul talks about the inner man because the spirit has no gender. The spirit has no gender. Yes. But in the physical form, we have male and female. But in the spirit realm, we have no gender. Praise the name of Jesus. They asked Jesus a question, when people get married, would they go get married over in heaven? He said, no, they are, they are just, their bodies, they are just like angels. Amen? We are just like angels. And I don't know any angel that has um, a reproductive organ. <laughs> angels don't give birth. Praise the name of Jesus. So when we are talking about our inner self, sometimes I can use it interchangeably, inner man and inner self. We, we are talking about... The same thing. Praise the name of Jesus. Amen. So we have a new self. When you are in Christ, the Bible says, if any man be in Christ, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, he's a new creature or new creation. It says, all things have passed away, and, every, and behold, everything has become new. Praise the name of Jesus. The Bible says in John chapter 1, the 12th verse, it's one of my favorite verses, in the scripture, and my name is also means John, you know, Nino means John, in, um, small John, little John, for those who know Italian, praise the name of Jesus, and um, it, it says something in John chapter 1 verse 12, it says, as many as received him, to them he gave power to become the sons of God, even to, to, to them that believe on his name, so the day you surrender your heart to Jesus Christ, the Bible says that you have that new self. You are in a son of God. What Adam lost in the garden, this, his person, his authority, you know, his position, his relationship, everything was restored. But because we have come in, Adam was coming from a state of 
perfection to imperfection because he fell. That's why he's in a fallen state. We are coming from, when we give, you give your life to Christ, you are now coming from the state of being imperfect to being perfect. Amen? You are not going to be perfect at once because perfection will surely come one day. Paul was saying something. He said something in um, Romans, I think Romans chapter 8 or so. He says we reckon that in this present time that, that, the, that um, we reckon that the sufferings of this present time is not worthy to be compared with the glory that will be revealed in us. There's a time when this mortality will put on immortality, will become perfected like Jesus Christ. Amen. Paul was saying, when I was a, a, a child, I spoke like a child. But now I'm a man, I put away, you know, childish ways. But he said something in, in um, Philipp, the book of Philippians. He said that he still, he has not yet attained. He's still striving. Amen. He's still working it out. He wasn't, Paul wasn't perfect as at when he was writing this. He probably had done a lot of things for the gospel, in the, you know, for God and the gospel. But Paul was not resting on his hours. Amen. Paul was still striving more and more to be like Christ. So even though we have been giving our lives to Jesus, but perfection, we have we are moved from the state of being imperfect to being perfect. But the transformation comes gradually as we continue to depend on the Holy Spirit. Praise the name of Jesus. I hope I'm, I'm, I'm leading us along. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. So the day you gave your life to Jesus... What happens is that your spirit, God, your spirit became um, regenerated and you had a new spirit, amen? And then you're saved and you now had a new mind in Christ. I, something happened to me this morning. I, I prepared my slide and I've been preparing my slide and then somehow I, it got corrupted this morning. <laughs> I didn't tell my wife about it. I didn't tell anyone about it. So... I just had to do a, I, I had already prepared every, the sermon, everything so good. And then, just almost 9 o'clock when I was about sending it, everything just got corrupted. I just had to start all over again. Praise God. So, so many things I wanted to put in the slide was gone. But I always trust the Holy Spirit to guide and help me. And the Holy Spirit did. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. So is the Christian perfect? The Christian is not perfect. Romans, if you read Romans chapter 8, verse 17, um, if, you, if you are with your Bibles, we could go there. Sorry, Galatians 5, rather. Galatians 5. Galatians chapter 5, verse 17. Galatians chapter 5, verse 17. We read from verse 16. It says, This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusted against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you cannot do the things that you would. Amen. And so even in the flesh, we struggle. I know we, 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 are, we, we have received Christ, we've given our life to the Lord, but we still have struggles. Because every time our body will tell us no, our spirit tells us something else. 
the disciples had been with Christ for quite a long time, and then Jesus was about to, you know, have his passion, and he was praying, and he told them to tarry with him. Just one hour. Just pray with me for one hour. And what happened? Each time he came, they all were falling asleep. But there was something he said, Jesus said, that really was very striking. He said, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. I think that's in Matthew 26, if I'm um, um, correct. Um, Matthew 26, I think 41 or so. That the spirit is willing. Most times our spirit is willing to do the will of God, but we find out that we are doing something contrary to what we want to do. Paul also had that issue in Romans chapter 7. He says the things he wants to do, he, you know, he, he doesn't do that. But what he doesn't want to do, that's what he does. So there's always, as long as we are in this flesh, we are not, um, we are always going to have challenges. We are going to always struggle, you know. But that would always, we always gain victory by depending on Jesus. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. So Paul is not crying out for us to be perfect, but Paul wants us to have these things. And so we are going to talk about this some things that Paul is expecting of us, you know. So how can we put on the new self? First and foremost, you have to know, always have, you always have to know that you are, this earth, you are living in this world for just a, a, a little time. And um, when your time is up, if you are a believer, you're going to be with Christ. Amen. And so the Bible talks about Abraham. Abraham lived in tents. Abraham was very wealthy in his day. But what happened was that Abraham lived in tents. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 10 verse 11, or 11 verse 9 and 10, it says that he was looking for a city that had foundations, whose builder and maker is God. And because of that, he lived in tents. He lived in tents with his sons. We're not going to say, what, what that means is that where you are living, what you are doing here is just, a temporary thing is not permanent. You have a home to be with the Lord. Amen. Um, one of the things I always I, talk, I, I do most times in my quiet times, I reflect on the day of my death. I do that almost every time. Almost every day, I watch a, a film of someone who, who died and came back. I, I watch a lot of those films on YouTube. Because it reminds me that one day I'm not going to be here forever. Amen? One day I'm not going to be here forever. Something happened to me some years ago. Maybe I should say this to encourage someone. I, I was a born-again Christian. And then I'm, I just had a bad day, just like most people do. And um, it was a very bad day, and then the, I had this driver that was just nagging, nagging, and nagging. You know, a taxi driver. And I wasn't so happy, and I told him off. And that night, I went to sleep. And um, when I went to sleep, my body, I left my spirit, my soul left my body, and I found myself sinking into darkness. And then I came back. And I asked, I was sinking into the abyss. And then the Lord showed me in the dream what happened that day. And I had to confess. And then I, I know many people don't believe, you know, sometimes people don't believe. Some people believe in annihilation, the doctrine of annihilation, that when you die, you are dead. 
you know. I have brothers, my brothers in some denominations, I won't mention it, you know, that believe in this doctrine. But the truth of the matter is, you, you are a spirit being, amen? You have a soul that is in your body. And when you die, you are going to go somewhere. I believe I was going somewhere down, amen? I had a second one. Seven years before that time, I was praying on my knees when the Holy Spirit took me away. To some, to, and I went, I went up, and um, in, in that, in, in, this is physically, things that happened to me, I just want to share because I may not have time to share this, but I went first seven years before, I, God took me straight up to heaven, seven years after, I was still a believer, and I went down, but I, I won't say it was hell, I don't know, but I was sinking into the abyss, and I could not have been heaven, Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. I did not see a fire. I did not see anything. But these are, these are my own personal experiences. Amen. But the word of God is what we, sh we focus on. The word of God says there's a heaven and there's a hell. And those who believe in Jesus Christ are, will go to heaven. Amen. And those who don't believe in Christ will go to hell. Jesus said something in John chapter 3 verse 16. It's a very popular verse. It says that for, for God so loved the world... That whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. But he said something. He said, verse 17. Most times we know verse 16, but we don't read verse 17. Please, I'm going to just read verse 17 for us. Um, John chapter 3, verse 17. Sorry, I had scriptures, but I can't, I can't put it on this for us to see because I had no time. I lost the first slide. John chapter 3, verse 17. This is what it says. Okay, verse 18. It says, He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he had not believed on the name of the only begotten Son of God. Amen? And this is the condemnation that light is come to the darkness, and men love darkness rather than light, because... Their deeds were evil. Amen. There's a heaven and there's a hell. We're not here to preach on hell, but it's just for all. For, this message is actually for the believers, not for the unbelievers. But I, I have come from an evangelical background where, you know, when I was young, I would carry my Bible. <laughs> I pray for grace now and I would knock on houses. So they would ask me, are you a, are you Jehovah witness? <laughs> I'll say, I'm not Jehovah witness. I'm Jehovah's witness. Amen. And then I would just share the gospel. I was always, I had that zeal when I was young. But now I'm getting older and I've not been able to do that. I pray God will help me. Recently, I spoke with someone. I shared, that was, I think, last week, Christ to someone. I, and I was so, I, I had that joy again. Amen. Let's try to share our faith with anyone, you know. Um, people are, I, I, I didn't go to meet the person because I wanted to share Christ with him. We were just having a conversation and then I found myself sharing about my faith with him. Praise the name of Jesus. And I, I felt that joy, that joy. But what I do most times is I pray for souls. I, there's hardly any day that I have in my quiet time that I don't pray for the church and pray that through the work that is happening in the church that souls will come in. Amen. It's, I, that's what I've been, I've been doing, and, um, and I, I know that I've been consistent in that, but that one of going out to go preach has been something that I need to do often. Amen? Praise the name of Jesus. So, 
if we are, we are admonished, you know, as to live on earth as we are, as if we are pilgrims, it, your life is going to end one day. Um, no, there's no kidding about it. Your life will end on one day and live on this world as if, you know, this is just a temporary place. Now, what does the Bible say? They say we have to set our affection on things that are above. Matthew 6.33 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all other things will be added unto us. Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 to 3 says that if ye there be risen with Christ, it says, Seek those things which are above where Christ is seated, you know, at the right of, uh, hand of God. It says, Set your affections on things on the earth, or in heaven above, rather, not on things on the earth. Amen. Because your life is hid in Christ and in God. Amen. So we have to think we, sh we should be heavily minded in the way, you know, we do things. When, when you are doing things, have the kingdom of God in your heart. Amen. One of the cardinal things Jesus spoke about was Matthew, um, in Matthew chapter 6, verse 10. He says, thy kingdom come and thy will be done on done on earth even as it is in heaven. So set your things, your affections on things above. Know God's will by studying the scriptures and obeying his will. You need to know God's word. Um, David said something. He said in the Psalms, thy word have I hid in my heart so that I will not sin against you. Uh, the Bible says in Psalm 1, it says Psalm 119 verse 105, it says, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Psalm 119 verse 9 says, how can a young man cleanse his way? He says, by taking heed according to the word of God. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 15 says, study to show yourself approved unto God. A workman that need not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Amen. Let's take God's word serious. We can never know if you don't know his will, how can, you do, um, how can you do what he is asking of us? If you don't know what God is expecting of you, you, can't, you cannot, you know, you cannot um, um, do what he's expecting. You cannot meet his expectations. You can only meet the expectations of God when you know his will. And his will is in his word, amen? And so until you, are, you, are, you get conversant with the, the word of God, you cannot know his will for your life. You don't, know, you don't know what your assignment is on, is on earth, amen? And your approval is in studying the word of God and obeying it. Praise God. We're also supposed to cultivate an atmosphere of fellowship with God. Have regular quiet times with God. Uh, when I was 14, I was mentioning that was like seven years. I, one of the things I did was, Lord, I want to know you. There's a scripture that, always, that I always memorized when I was young. And it says in John 17, verse 3, it says, This is life eternal, that they may know you and your son, Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. And that scripture, when I knew that, I found out that it's very important that we have that relationship with God. Do you know him? If you don't know him, you can't show him. You can't give what you don't have. Amen. You can't give what you don't have. If you want to be Christ-like, you have to be like Christ. You have to know him. You have to have time, a time with God. It, some pastors will say pray for two, seven hours. No. The day, the time God took me up, you know, to heaven, I was always, I had a consistent 15 minutes with God. 
I say, Holy Spirit, could you wake me up 1 a.m.? And then, then it, I thought it would, not, it would not happen, but I'll just find out that 1 a.m., he has woken me up. And I would go and pray. But I only pray because I didn't know I would hear people pray so long prayers in church. I couldn't, I couldn't do that. But I was sincere in my heart, and I kept that 15 minutes, and then the 15 minutes grew to 20 minutes. It grew to, you know, I don't keep any record of how long I pray. I won't tell you I prayed seven hours. No, I don't do that. Sometimes, today, I just prayed for like 30 minutes, you know. Sometimes, it's, then the burden is high. I could pray, it's hard. I could pray two hours, three hours. I just prayed like 30 minutes. But I have been meditating on God's word all through. Because sometimes in prayers, it's not when you just open your mouth to speak. It, you could meditate for hours. Amen? It's sometimes you need to listen to what God is saying. Prayer is listening. It's a communication. You listen, and then you hear what God is telling you. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So you have to cultivate an atmosphere of fellowship with God. Have a time of prayer, and then you have to walk in love. The Bible says in 1 John 5 verse 14, these are scriptures I learned when I was young, amen? Thank God I still have God's word in my heart. Amen. When I was young, when children's, um, I was always in children's church, and then our teacher would always make us memorize the scriptures every day. So please, <laughs> I have the word of God in my heart, amen? Praise the name of Jesus. I wanted them to be in the slides so that I would just put it on, but um, as I said, the slides, I just had to do a new slide. We are to walk in love. It says, 1 John, John 5 verse 14 says that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. Amen. And now, and that's one motto of this church, love God and what? Love people. Amen. Um, it's, that's, God expects that we may have, a, as long as you are having a vertical relationship with him, you should also have a good horizontal relationship with people around you. Matthew 22 tells us about the greatest commandment. The greatest commandment has nothing to do with, it's not prayer, nothing, but it's love. Amen? It says that you should love the Lord with your, all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. Amen? And then he says, the second is likened unto it, he says, love your neighbor, what? As yourself. If you, if you, you make heaven, surely make heaven when you, when you have, we have love, amen? Because those that do not have love don't have God. He said, he that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is what? Love. That was what John said. Praise the name of Jesus. Now depend daily on the Holy Spirit. The day you don't depend on the Holy Spirit, you are going to get it wrong. You'll fall into sin. We are not perfect. I am not perfect. I make mistakes. I'm sure I've been in this church and someone's like, ah, Nino, Nino did something wrong, didn't I know? I don't know, but I, I, I know I'm not perfect. You could say, ah, that brother didn't greet me in church. He didn't say, <laughs> you know, but I'm not perfect. I, and um, you're not perfect. As I said, God is not, God, we are going to be perfected. God is going to perfect us, you know. We'll be like angels very soon. But we need, it's a daily walk. Paul said something. He said, I die daily. Praise the name of Jesus. So what is Paul, why is Paul stressing this? As I was putting this down, and this looks um, a bit generic, the Holy Spirit said, 
whispered as I entered the auditorium this morning into my ears. He said, the reason why, I'm going to add that, but he said, the reason why Paul is talking about us putting off the old man and putting on the new man or putting on the, off the old self and putting on the new self is so that we can conform to the image of Jesus Christ. That's the whole essence, so that we can be like Christ. And the Bible says, as he is in heaven, so are we here on earth. Amen? If God's will is going to be done through us, we need to cooperate with him. We need to have that mindset that we are not of this world, you know, and um, adjust our ways. It's not, it's not going to be by our own strength. Because, as I said, many of us came into this, um, this year with New Year resolutions. I doubt if we are going to all keep it. Because it's not just our, the power of our will that makes us get things done. Our will, our will is not strong enough. Amen. You may, you may think you have a strong will, but no. It will require the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives us power. So, God's will has to be done on earth through us. So we can't live like the unbelievers, those who are not saved. There has to be a difference. Somebody has got to know that you are a child of God. Somebody has got to know that there's a difference between you who has been saved, who has seen the light of God, who has been washed by the blood of the Lamb, someone who is going to heaven, someone that has the light of God in him. There has to be a difference. Jesus says something that you cannot hide, you know, you can't put a candle and hide it under the bushel. You can't put it under the bed. He says, let your light so shine before men that men may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Praise God. So through our light, men can be drawn to God. If people see your life, what, do they see you as a Christian? You know, can people look at you and say, I'm a ch- this, this person is a child of God? You know, I, there was somebody I, I had not preached to. I'd never preached to him. I never talked to him. But in his the greatest despair, you know, uh, he knelt down and told me to pray for him. I was, I was taken aback. Praise the name of Jesus. We should be like Christ. Christ is our standard, Amen. And then men should be drawn to God through us. And so that God's manifold wisdom will be shown to principalities and powers. Paul mentioned that. And then he says that um, the last is that the kingdoms of this, of, the, of this world will become the kingdoms of our God and of his Christ. What happens is that whenever you shine as a light in your territory, you are taking territories for Christ. Some years ago, I went to the village to go stay with um, my grandmom. And I met my cousin. And um, I never shared Christ with him. I never spoke with him. But he told me something that's, that um, really touched me. He said, brother, I have lived with, I've watched the way you, are do, you do things. And I've decided to accept Jesus Christ. Amen. I was thrilled and I was so happy. Praise the name of Jesus. When you shine as light and you live according to the dictates of the the new man, your, your, the new self, what happens is that you begin to take kingdoms, you take territories for Christ. You begin to dominate. When we all shine as light here, we, we'll find out that 
we're talking about the Teesside Festival coming up, you know, what, happen, what will happen there is when we all get yielded to Jesus, what happens is that revivals will come. Amen? God, there will be a shaking in their spirit and people will begin to be drawn to Jesus. Um, the Bible says something, I think in, um, it says, um, Isaiah chapter 60, it says, Arise, shine, for thy light is come. It says, And the glory of God is risen upon you. It says, Gentiles will come to thy light and kings to the brightness of our rising. God is expecting us to arise so that the Gentiles will come. So that people who did not know Christ will come, will come to Christ. When Jesus came in, came to this world, he, show, he, sh- he showed us the way he, uh, he, brought, he brought people to, uh, you know, himself. One of the scriptures about Jesus was that people dwelt, the, um, the people that dwelt in darkness have seen a great light. John the Baptist, when he was, you know, baptizing and preaching repentance, um, Jesus mentioned something about him. He said, he was a bright and shining light, and he rejoiced in his light for a season. That was Jesus' testimony about John the Baptist. There is a, Paul is stressing this because we need to conform, we need to take the kingdom of, take this, the kingdom of this world for our God. We need to enforce God's kingdom. And he's counting on us. He's counting on me. And he's also counting on you. God is counting on us. And we cannot fail him. God bless. God bless us. I don't know what we've heard. Let's just bow down our heads and pray. Lord Holy Spirit, we ask you to help us. This can't be done by our own righteousness. It can't be done by our own strength. We're asking you, Lord God, that you help us. Lord, we pledge to commit our lives to you. The power for consecration, the power to, to live the way Christ lived here on earth, we ask that you give unto us. Thank you because we know you've, you're going to do that in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Please, if you want to give your life to Jesus or you, want, um, you need a prayer, you want to talk to someone, the, the people behind are, somebody's people is behind and, um, to listen and um, pray with, along with you. God bless you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.